announcing is recording. All right. Uh, welcome, and uh, who are you? I am Travis Gatesman. Um, do you have a middle name, Travis? <laughs> Lee. Lee. Okay. Cool. That's, that's a that's a normal, normal, normal middle name. Yeah. Um, uh, um, when's your last ride? Uh, Virtual or, or real? Last or ride. Yeah. Well, I'm a I'm a bike commuter, so. Okay. My last ride was heading back home from from work. Okay. On my commute. <laughs> How long is your commute? Uh, it's it ends up being just under six miles. Okay. So it's not too bad. Usually, it takes me about twenty five ish minutes. Is there a time when you stop commuting in the year? You just commute, try to commute all. No, the way actually, I've been I've been bike commuting now since um, uh, since like two thousand eighteen. Okay. So yeah. For a long time, okay. all year round. Wow. So okay. yeah, I've got enough gear now that rain or shine, hurricanes, what have you, <laughs> the wind or whatever, I usually make it in. I have some backup plans if okay. if things get rough, but okay, yeah. All right. Um. Uh. So, uh, how did you get into biking? Let's just go with that. Yeah. So I feel like you know. Uh, growing up, obviously, I rode my bike a ton as a kid. Um, grew up in Western Pennsylvania, um, but actually, what I would say a true cyclist or cycling was came from. Well, I'm from a running background, so mm-hmm. when I was marathon running, I um, some of the guys that I was running with, uh, they were more into triathlons. Okay, and so they kind of got me into in the off season mostly they mm-hmm. were riding and that's kind of where i started picking it up and okay. i was borrowing a bike from a neighbor yeah. to to ride with them and uh and then ended up buying that bike from my neighbor okay. and that was kind of how it how it started i guess that neighbor was also tall yeah he was yeah. <laughs> he was a very okay. he was a tall guy just okay. like me yeah okay. uh, and how tall are you uh, I'm I'm a good six four, okay. mostly six five, depending on the the shoes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I measure at six four, so okay. yeah. Um, I I I I asked that because like clearly you would require a taller bike. Yeah. And so like that's that's super lucky that like you had a neighbor who was of a similar size. That's so right. Use a bike. It's tough to find. Trust yeah. me, sixty four centimeter bike is not. It's a large n- size. Yeah. Not the uh, not the easiest thing to come by. Um. So in your your uh, you knew some guys that were you were running and they did triathlons. Um, so in the off season you started doing some some biking and you bought this bike from a neighbor. Yeah. That you had. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. How long did you? How long were you borrowing the bike before you actually decided to purchase? Oh it man, that's a that's a really good question. Um, he ended up moving. He was a medical resident and okay. he ended up moving. Um, to Indiana, I think, okay. and when when he went to move, mm-hmm. that's when that's when I was like, "Hey, you yeah, gonna take yeah, that yeah. bike with you? <laughs> Might as well leave it here." <laughs> okay. Um, now, when you started riding, like, so when you started riding the bike, did how did you feel about the riding? Were you like, "This is great," or like, "This is just to help bridge the gap for when I start running more again"? Like, what was what was the thought yeah, when you started riding? Yeah, I um. I kind of had a knack for riding, okay. you know, so when I was riding with these folks, um, and you'd come to like some climbs or whatever, mm-hmm. I would just zip you up just... them. Yeah. <laughs> I, I had some really powerful legs is yeah. what I found out. And, and they, they were like, man, you should, 
You could always ride yeah. instead yeah. of run if things went south for the running side. Yeah. Which ended up to kind of was, you know, kind of predicting the future mm-hmm. a little bit. But yeah, I, I had a knack for I really liked it. I mean, okay. like I said, I, I grew up riding. Okay. Um, as a kid, we yeah. rode all through the neighborhood and it was just a matter of, you know, and I had a bike. Yeah. It's just I wasn't seriously riding. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Until I was riding with these folks that were more serious and okay. then realized that it's you know, how long were you running marathons? How many, how many years were you running marathons? Uh, yeah. So I started running, um, I think my first marathon was like in 2007, 2008. Okay. And, um, I've run about 15 marathons, 16 marathons, somewhere in that, in okay. that range. So okay. I think I got to like maybe eight or nine years of running marathons. Okay. And, um, I started getting some pretty bad Achilles Achilles tendonitis okay. on both sides, okay. and uh, that that kind of swayed me into into cycling more and more because I I was kind of running through my injuries and mm-hmm. and okay. um, and yeah right. I needed a reprieve from running else. yeah okay. um, so the biking happens do you know around what time the the biking uh, you got the bike from the neighbor uh, yeah that was that actually was so there was there was a I got that bike from the neighbor probably around, um, you know, maybe like 2010 ish. Okay. And then I actually re- actually got into an accident, wrecked that bike. Okay. And then there was a hiatus that was in 2011, near the okay. end of 2011, and there was a hiatus where I didn't have a bike for a while. Okay. And then I ended up getting, I ended up realizing that I really enjoyed the biking okay. and ended up. Okay. Uh, the next bike came from a Craigslist purchase. Okay. <laughs> um, well, um, both of these were, were road bikes. Yeah. Drop handle, drop yep. bar, okay, both drop of them were road bikes for okay. sure. Yeah. Um, what was a Craigslist purchase? What, what was that bike? Yeah, that was home? a Trek uh, 1.2, I think. It was a 64 centimeter. Um, you know, I met a guy in a, in a, uh, in a storage facility. Yeah. It was, you know, one of those, one of those stories that you hear, but it was, it was fine. You know, it was a good bike. It was aluminum frame. It was heavy. Mm -hmm. Um, so then I, I really started getting into cycling a lot more with that bike. Okay. And then that's when I really started to appreciate, you know, the quality of bike, what that can get you, the components and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And so the next, the, the bike I have now, the Trek Amanda, um, was a it was good to make a purchase after i had a bike yes. and after i had seen what other people had and kind of yeah. experimented yeah. Mm-hmm. and that you know that it was a good thing yeah um yeah and so it was imagine. a it was a it was a solid bike okay i imagine the trackamunda had to be at like light years ahead of the oh bike yeah when i got on that bike yeah. i felt like i was like <laughs> i was so fast and so light and it was like I didn't even have a bike underneath yeah. me. It was an amazing transition. Yeah. Um, so, um, uh, so 2010, uh, 2011, accident, wreck, bike, right? And yeah. you're without a bike. You then get this Craig's, you get the bike, the Craigslist bike, the Trek 1.2. Yeah. Um, and you're riding that around for a while before you, you get the Trek Amanda. So when you have this, the, the Craigslist bike, that's something just to call it. Yeah. Um, like what kind of riding were you doing? Were you just like group rides yeah. or like what, what was the, what were you yeah, doing? Yeah, that's a good question. That, so whenever I, 
when I got that, but that Trek bike, that's like I said, that was just like when I was really getting into road mm -hmm. cycling. So mm -hmm. this is when I started to do some of the larger rides around, you know, like storming thunder Ridge uh, okay. and a cap mm -hmm. to cap, you mm -hmm. know, I did the first, my first cap to cap ride mm -hmm. on, on that Trek. Um, and just experimenting with little long, longer stuff. Okay. Um, I did have that bike on the, you, you know, I did, uh, use it on the trainer as well okay. and okay. that sort of thing. So yeah, that's, that's kind of when I got that one, that mm -hmm. was when I, I realized, cause I, I didn't have a bike and my desire to keep biking when I got that was yeah. pretty good okay. at that point. So it was like, it was full on, you know, whatever I can get into. Okay. Um, whatever so I need to get into. Okay. Yeah. Um, did you find there was anything you enjoy? I mean, I know you mentioned like, you know, you were doing well with the climbing. Was it, did you just, did you find that you were enjoying like going really fast? Did you enjoy the, the endurance of like climbing a mountain for a long time? Like, was yeah. there something, or was it, just, was it just everything just seemed awesome? Like, well, the, you know, coming from, I always felt like coming from a marathoning background mm -hmm. and a running background, mm -hmm. I felt like I, my, what I gravitated to was those like harder endurance, like mm -hmm. almost like a time trial type thing. So okay. even though I'm, I'm a larger person, mm -hmm. you know, I felt like these longer climbs, I could put out a lot of power okay. for a significant amount of time. So I did gravitate towards climbs and that okay. sort of thing. The speed and that sort of stuff, I'm not a sprinter by no means, okay. but you know, I, I ride pretty quickly, okay. even in my leisurely riding, okay. I, I ride pretty, you know, I, I end up going pretty hard. It's one of those things like if I'm not in a group, I tend to go faster and faster and faster, really? ride harder and harder. <laughs> I don't, I don't take it easy. I just keep pushing myself, I guess. Okay. So I would say, yeah, whenever I chose, uh, rides and stuff, when I was looking for mm -hmm. like larger rides, it was, it was like, you know, mountain mama and, mm, okay. uh, yeah. storming thunder Ridge and yeah. agony in the Alleghenies and, you know, these sort of, these sort of bigger climbing type okay. type rides. Yeah. Were there any that seemed, were there any of those rides that you recall during that time that were like really challenging despite you still being skilled at Oh yeah. Like what's, what's one of those rides that was just like really challenging. It stood out uh, kind of thing. Do you well, uh, mountain mama, when yeah. I did it, I was fairly new to understanding fueling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, you know, I, I, I went in full board, all these things. I mm -hmm. remember, for example, like my first cap to cap ride, mm -hmm. I was in one of the front groups. I don't know if it was the front group yeah. or one of the faster groups and they're all seasoned riders and I'm, I'm just in there like I'm do whatever. Yeah. And they just kept going and rolled through the last like three sags and <laughs> I had no water and I thought I was going to fall off the bike. I was so dehydrated. Yeah. So I literally had to, I was three miles from the end of that ride. I mm -hmm. literally had to pull off to the side, mm -hmm. get off my bike and sit on the ground for a while <laughs> because I was so dizzy. And I realized, see, these guys know how to right. fuel correctly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so you know, I think when I did Mountain Mama, that was one of those scenarios too, where I thought I knew what I was doing and I was with a lead guy. Yeah. Um, 
and riding with him and we kind of were talking and Mm -hmm. stuff the most of the way and I hit a wall like it was yeah I was just done and he just kept kept going and so the last sag I stayed there for a long time and (laughs) took on fuel and stuff but uh so that that it was difficult the climbing was obviously difficult yeah 10,000 feet of gain yeah but it was a lot of the times that I struggled, it was mostly because of my, you know, my, I wasn't prepared or didn't know what I was doing. Um, how'd you like figure out like what was working fueling wise? Like what, what, how'd you kind of, how'd you pick that up? Did you talk to people research? Like what? Yeah, I did. I talked to a lot of folks. Mm -hmm. Um, even the home roads ride with Ben King. Mm -hmm. I talked to Ben King about it. (laughs) I was like, Ben, I need some help with this fueling thing. <laughs> but I, I, well, it's almost the same with marathon running. I yeah. always felt like because of my size that I sweat a lot, you know, mm-hmm. I, a lot of volume comes out of me. So I, I feel like it is the same way where I had to learn to take on a lot more fuel than what I normally mm-hmm. would think. Um, but I realized on the bike, you could take a lot of solid foods on and mm-hmm. that was, that was a game changer. So yeah. You know, I, I, I'm a little bit more diligent about how much time has passed before mm-hmm. I, you know, take on a bar or something okay. like that, rather than, I think at the time I only knew running. So it was yeah. gels and these, mm, these right. quick, quick fuels that don't last that yeah. long. And, um, for me and the later, you know, the several hour rides, I need more substantial yeah. food is yeah. what I learned. And it was more or less just being more cognizant of it. Okay. And, and actually keeping track of where you are and how much you took and, and how much time has gone by. Okay. Cause I was at, I was in the moment, like I feel good right now, so I don't need to take (laughs) anything right now. But then Mm -hmm. on the bike, if you tip over that edge, you're, it's over. Yeah. Yeah. You've already, you can't catch up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it was interesting to, to figure that out. I, I did not come from a running background, but yes, understanding like the, the eating stuff is is not real i mean clearly you want to you know if you're hungry you need to eat now but like it's to prevent the hunger like 20 30 minutes that's from right now kind of thing that's what i had to learn um, <laughs> so what were you what did you start taking with you on the rides what, what, what were the solids yeah that work for you? um uh when i first started i'm not exactly sure okay. what it was um now I, I, I'm a real big fan of picky bars. Okay. It's, they're the right size okay. and they seem to chew up really well. And, okay. um, there's different flavors mm-hmm. and I really like them. Like, I think I feel like, and, and fig bars, mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. feel like those are, those are good too. So those are what, and you know, if a little peanut butter and jelly sandwich is always nice right. too, but <laughs> that sometimes isn't great, in yeah. the cards, yeah. but yeah, yeah. R- now the go-to that I, that I do is. And I think probably back then it was probably more like um, power bars or something mm, like that, mm. you know, a, a basic. It was just more like a bar form rather yeah. than, but I do feel like picky bars are, okay. tend to be my go-to. Okay. Um, and so the fueling you've got figured out now, like you, you understand uh, what you... I think so. <laughs> I mean, every time, sometimes it's your body throws a curveball at you and you think you have it figured out, but, uh, but yeah, no, I... I would say the last several times I've done, mm-hmm. you know, century rides or whatever, I, I feel like my fueling was, was good. good. Yeah. Okay. okay. Um, yeah. Cause bonking is not great. No, um, no. Uh, what's your, do you, do you take electrolytes? Or- uh, yeah, I, uh, I do, uh, I, one of my bottles, bottles is usually beta fuel. Um, mm-hmm. 
it's loaded with carbohydrates okay. and it's got some protein in it too. So, you know, I'm getting some off of that as well. Okay. Um, it's got some electrolytes in it too, but that, that's been, I haven't experimented a whole lot with that okay. besides, you know, Gatorade and those sorts yeah. of things. But mm -hmm. when I tried that for the first time, I was it sold. Yeah. Like I was like, mm -hmm. this stuff is, it's good. It seems I can, I can, t it, it feels like I'm getting something when I'm drinking it. Okay. Um, and, uh, yeah. And it, it, it and lasts pretty working. good okay. so, and it's, and it seemed to be working. Yeah. Okay. Um, and that makes sense. Like finding, if you find a thing, it works, like just stick with it. Yeah. Just, just buy the same flavor the whole, yeah. <laughs> the whole time kind of thing. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, it's kind of expensive at times, but you can get deals on it and mm -hmm. get it and it works out. Beta fuel. Okay. And I think that's the first time I've heard of beta fuel. Yeah. Way. I feel like it's the first time I've heard that. Um, I heard of picky bars though. Um, and of course I know fig bars cause it's, you know, brands, yeah. different brands of fig bars. Yeah. Um, and those are, I do great. the, the baked naturals fig bar. Those are the, they're the organic ones. Okay. I don't know if that matters, but <laughs> it's not like fig Newton brand. It's, it's the, the um, baked. I'm trying to think of, I, I've probably seen the, Oh, you, I'm sure you have. They're, those are nice because there's two little fig bars in a package and you can pop one of them out keep the package for later and Na eat that one in one basically in one bite nature's bakery yeah nature's okay. bakery okay. that's yeah, the yeah. one i've had those I've, yeah. I've been to several events and had uh, yeah and had those there. those are good um i do feel like i need to hydrate more though because they're dry yeah they that's yeah. true you do have to have a decent amount of um, of uh of fluids on you to yeah that's um, a good point so you're you so you you've you've gotten into biking um you you're doing uh big events stormy thunder ridge mountain mama uh you're you figured out your um <laughs> weren't doing so well with the fueling yeah you, you kind of <laughs> dialed that in a bit more as you, you you conversated with some people um uh at what point um because we talked about it like at what point do you get the trainer did you decide like yeah you know, like, so you know, right i yeah that's a that's a good that's let's figure this out so when i got when I got the next, that bike, the Craigslist bike, yep. um, I had a dumb trainer, which is yeah. as for everybody out there, it's a trainer that's doesn't, doesn't give you any power numbers. Mm -hmm. And so I had a trainer wheel that I put on the back of my bike okay. yep. that, um, just powers the trainer and you change your gears to, to get whatever resistance that you're looking for. So I started on Zwift with that, um, probably somewhere, you know, when I got that other, when I got that other bike, I started Zwifting in 2018, okay. I think it was like in October ish of 2018, okay. um, on the, on the dumb trainer. Okay. And I have been on there for a long time. Mm -hmm. And then I got, I didn't get my smart trainer until I was starting to get serious about, I was seeing all these racing events and I was seeing a lot of teams on there Yeah, and I got really curious, really, really curious. Uh, teams on Zwift. Yeah. On Zwift. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. So wait, so, so you're, you're, you're riding, like how frequently were you on Zwift or with the, with the dumb train? Um, were we like once a week. Oh no, week? more than that. I was okay. pro probably four ish times a week. Really? Okay. Yeah. 
Okay. I would say so. So I was doing long rides on the weekends, kind of how I am now. I do okay. a long ride outside usually okay. on the weekend. And in the mornings, early in the morning, mm -hmm. I, I ride indoors okay. um, just to, for my family and, and my work. So I get my workout done in the morning before everything happens. And mm -hmm. then I come home and I don't have, I don't, I don't have to work out or anything anymore. So yeah. I, I've always been one to either run or ride early, early in the morning to okay. get it all kind of out of the way. Okay. So when I wasn't running anymore because of my Achilles issues, mm -hmm. the next best thing was Just getting riding, on yeah. Zwift and riding and riding. Okay. So you, um, so you have the, the dumb trainer, you're riding on Zwift primarily in the mornings. Yeah. Um, but then long ride outdoors yep. on the weekend. Okay. Yeah. Um, so you start using Zwift. Are you just like hitting ride and just yeah. like riding? Or are you doing like, what nah. did you find that you were doing? Yeah, with that? that's a good, that, that's a, yeah. So I, uh, man, early on, it's like all the things that Zwift has to offer, right? So there was the yeah. badges that you're mm -hmm. trying to get for the different routes. Mm -hmm. And then I really enjoyed the workouts too, okay. like going into doing the workouts. Um, a long way way back i used to do some workouts just with a regular video um okay. i can't remember what those were called but um so when i got on there i was doing that and okay. then i was doing i got into some rides that the rides that i liked were group rides mm -hmm. and then but they had a race component at the end okay where they would just be like they would decide the last oh, right. five yeah. miles or hard, something yeah. they go hard and mm -hmm. actually race okay and there was one every wednesday okay. um it was an Australian uh, group that did it Wednesday mornings, and um, I I was in that every Wednesday, yeah. and so that's when you know when I was doing that and mm -hmm. actually started racing with them at the end. That's when I started um, actually doing some of the races on there, and, okay, and signing so, up for Zwift Power and so and you're doing that sort uh, of stuff. but you're still on the at this time you're still on still the, on the, the dumb, dumb jump trainer, trainer, yeah. But did you um, so you have a speed sensor? Did I had, you have a, or did you had a power meter. On? Yeah, I had my power meter oh, okay. on my bike, so okay. that was that was where it was becoming a little. I couldn't, I couldn't really race legitimately mm -hmm. until I had something that was more okay. reliable of yeah. a power source. Yeah, because I think at the time I I went through a couple of different power meters. I had the Garmin Vector power pedals, <laughs> like yeah. the second generation of them or whatever with the little dangly pod not with the dangly pod the next whatever the next vector two or something vector three i can't the remember vector th the vector three they did away with the pod yeah okay that's what i had okay and those worked good for a while okay. um and then they had battery connectivity mm -hmm. issues and i started experiencing that yeah and then i got a stages left crank arm okay which was great, um, but then I found out that I'm left leg dominant, so mm -hmm. my power numbers were higher than were a bit higher okay. than okay. what they should have been. Okay, and I, I didn't feel like that was legit for me to be exploiting my stronger left leg. Okay, but honestly, I didn't get this smart trainer until whenever I whenever I looked into joining a a team a, a racing team. Um, it was important to have a, a right, smart an trainer mm -hmm. and to be able to dual record okay. and um, and to show legitimacy legitimacy mm -hmm. of what you're what you're capable of. Um, uh, for anyone who's listening, was mentioning dual record is to have 
two separate power meter recordings, which is yeah. one from which would be one from the trainer and one to be able to have two different streams of power recording, which is one from the trainer and one from your power meter, right? Exactly. Yeah. So my my Wahoo kicker um, was has power that is being recorded from it to Zwift, mm -hmm. and I was separately recording my power meter mm -hmm. on my head unit on my bike okay and then i would take those two files and mm -hmm. you can upload them to zwift power which is mm -hmm. a separate um uh, website and it'll actually overlay the two on mm -hmm. top of each other so you can see how accurate they are how okay. close they are to each other and you want that to be obviously as as close as tight of a line as you yeah. can um so um You've got the wait. Okay, before the kicker happens, you have the dumb trainer. You've got some power meters on. You got some power meters on the dumb trainer. You're doing races then, right? Yeah, like, I was. Okay, yeah. um, but not with a team. No, no okay, team. Just, just end of your races. Yeah, and I couldn't. You know, I wasn't on it. Yeah, I was just doing small races here okay. and there, and yeah. Did you enjoy? How do you feel doing that? Do you re, do you recall your first race? Do you recall roughly like? your what your first race experience on Zwift was like um yeah I mean I think it I think it comes down to what most people experience which mm -hmm. is like everyone goes flying <laughs> out the gate at 100 mile an hour and you get dropped mm -hmm. <laughs> and then you're like well I missed that no one tells you that no one tells you, <laughs> no one tells you that but no no I I think I think my experience in doing those sort of group rides going into races mm -hmm really helped me out mm -hmm. um, yeah. because besides that small piece of knowing that people go out the gate hard yep. it's like a it's like a five running a 5k yeah um uh the rest of it is kind of what you, what i already expected mm -hmm. based on these sort of group rides is okay. the pace was what i was expecting mm -hmm. and um and the finishes were what i was already okay. kind of seeing so you know from there it was just a matter of figuring out well what are my what what am I good at and what mm -hmm. am I not good at and how can I how can I you know win this race the right. best way I can the, the race race tactics yeah, yeah the tactics um I mean I guess you, you've done outdoor riding so you already had a sense of you know drafting mm -hmm. um did that come you know, I don't say did that come easily did that make sense did you immediately start drafting off of people in Zwift when you had the chance or did you eventually like oh i should like, yeah shelter me. um i that that is kind of an interesting question because i felt like i felt like i i still had to learn that a little bit mm -hmm. like in my mind it's like oh you're in a race so you got to go hard yeah yeah and so i ended up being i was that guy that was leading all these races for the whole way and then all of a sudden i came in like 20 something right. because they all flew by me mm -hmm. so you know it i don't think it took me long because i realized well i'm burning <laughs> myself crushed, out yeah. <laughs> but you know it, it is one of those things you 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 feel so fired up when you mm -hmm. get on there so you you know you sometimes you you can't curb your the power that you're you're doing and mm -hmm. You know, it's, yeah, it's just kind of understanding that you can sit in the pack and save energy and, and then, you know, and then expend it whenever you need to. Yeah, that, that came along. Okay. The more races you realize and, and the, the terrain of the races mm -hmm. and stuff really help. And, and uh, the other, you know, the longer you're on Zwift, the more you've been on all the roads. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So the more yeah. you know, 
Exactly. You'd be like, Oh, this course, I know how that finishes. Yep. I know how, I know how those rolling Hills are. I know yeah. exactly how much power I need to get up over X climb. Yeah. So it, it's like that longevity helps a ton. Mm -hmm. Just knowing the courses and stuff. It's yeah. like, you've already done your homework. Yeah. That, that helps tremendously to yeah. know like how much of a kick is this, is this going to be, do you have to go up the leg snapper? That's right. Kind of exactly. Thing? Like I know, a lot of the climbs I know almost to the 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 percentage exactly yeah. how how steep they get like um, just because we've run we've ridden them so many times yeah. so it's yeah so pack dynamics and knowing how that feels mm -hmm. and, and knowing the courses was okay. is just super you know helpful. Did you find your ability to climb translated to Zwift as well? Did you find that you were still uh, just as good a climber? Yeah, well, so I always I always like to tell. I gravitate towards Zwift and I really, really like Zwift. I think mostly because as you've seen, I'm a, yeah. I'm a big guy. Yeah. So there's no, there's no wind. There's no, <laughs> I'm not a sail like I am outside. So yeah. out, outside, you know, it's a windy day. Mm -hmm. You, 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 catch, it, more of it. you yeah. catch more of it. And on Zwift, there's no, it, mm -hmm. they don't know how big I am, right. I guess. And so my, my draft is the same. Um, so I can I can still put out the power. My watts per kilo is yeah. still there. Tran completely translates, mm -hmm. but if I'm out ahead on a road ride, mm -hmm. I'm feeling that wind a okay. lot more. Maybe it's my maybe I'm just not positioned quite as well. But it's I am a bit of a sail in the real world more um, so than I am in the Zwift world. <laughs> uh, I believe I'm guessing you've heard of Zwift Insider at this point. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, they Zwift Insider did a test on height, and apparently it does have an effect in the game, ever so slightly. Oh yeah, um, yeah, which was disappointing because I am I'm, I'm not a short yeah. person either. Um, and but yeah, you know Zwift Insider has done all this, you know all the, the test examples of like it has an effect in the game. Yeah, I mean clearly you're, I believe that the understands that your weight has more of an in impact. Yes, but the but the height has a minimal yeah, bit of impact and in that, that's. I, I believe that's accurate. Mm -hmm. You know, I, they've, they've done an amazing job at Fantastic. the details of yeah. draft and mm -hmm. height and weight and all these sorts of things. Um, but yeah, I feel, you know, personally yeah. riding on there, I feel like, you know, it's obviously it's yeah. a bit different yeah. than what you are outside. And, you know, I do feel like the, it's a, you know, I'm a bit of a sail more yeah. so outside. No, yeah, I, 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 under, I completely understand that because I'm like, can I shelter behind somebody? Why is everyone shorter yeah. than me? Like um, I can be standing up on my bike in my basement, pushing yeah. on those pedals. Yeah, I can't be doing that outside no. and try to sprint <laughs> because then I'll be taking yeah. in all the wind. Um, when you started racing, what category did you start racing in? Um, you, I think you... I was A. Okay, right out the okay. gate. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. my watts are pretty high because yeah. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm heavy. So my watt, I, like I said, I, early on, I realized that I've got some pretty good power, okay. um, in my legs. I got big, strong legs, I guess. So, yeah. So I think when I signed up for onto Zwift power, I don't think I've ever been a B. I yeah, was okay. an A right out the okay. gate. Um, and then for anyone who's listening, uh, the categories go from, Category D, and I'm going to mess this up, is 1 to 2.4 watts per kilogram. Um, 
then there's a C category, there's a B category, and then there's an A category, which is like, what is that, four and up? Or yeah, something? and then there's A plus. A plus, which yeah. I've not seen. You know, yeah, there's A plus. As far as so I teeter between A and A plus. Okay. Um, and mostly I become A plus when I do enough time trials. Okay. Um, because then my it, it, it's gauged off of how many your last three months. There's yep. got to be a certain Last amount of rides days. that you do that are above a certain amount of watts mm-hmm. um, per kilo. Okay. And when so I do if I do enough individual time trials, I'm over that. I'm okay. over that mark, and I end up being an A plus rider. But okay. A and A plus are always grouped together in races. So. Okay. There's no races just for A plus. Okay. So A's and A pluses can always race together, but okay. A's and A pluses can't go down to B. So that's where it, oh, it right. divides. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. so it doesn't really matter if you're A or A plus, to be honest. Um, there are some team time trial categories that you can only have a certain amount of A plus guys versus A. Oh, okay. Um, and that's really the only place I've seen where, where you, you'll have to be in the, in a, in a, a higher category if you have more than I think two or three A plus guys. Okay. On your on your team. Um, so so um, there's individual races that you're doing, uh, we're doing right. You had the dumb trainer. You get the the kicker. Yeah. Do you immediately join a team? Like how'd that happen? Yeah, like that was it was a, a that was a fun one? experiment. So I knew um, uh, a friend of mine that I was running with. Um, uh, he knew a guy in Williamsburg, um, Adam Ostot, and, mm-hmm. um, he noticed that we were doing similar races. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually he asked me, um, Hey, do you know, do you know Adam? And I was like, mm-hmm. um, no, I, mm-hmm. I don't. And, and, um, and so he said, well, he's on a, he's on a team. You should, you should, you should look him up and see and, Cause I had asked him, I was talking to him about race teams too. I was talking to anybody that was on Zwift that I knew yeah. about race teams and, um, and he gave me his number. Mm-hmm. And so we ended up talking and, um, and for the next, I don't know, a couple months or so, um, I, I felt like I was on this, like on the hot seat, like they were evaluating my numbers and making <laughs> sure I was okay. And, and that was really when I got the. I had the dumb trainer when I, when I contacted him mm-hmm. and, um, my racing team's called relentless. And, okay. um, mm-hmm. the, one of the, one of their main things that they've always preached was, uh, transparency. Mm-hmm. So being able to prove that you're not cheating in any sort of way, always yeah. dual recording on races, you know, take a video of you doing a weigh in your mm-hmm. height, all of that stuff to make sure you're completely accurate and completely transparent and so they said the only way you can be on this team is if you have you're able to dual record with a smart trainer and i said well i'm getting a smart trainer (laughs) (laughs) so Um, i did a bunch i did a few races leading into um i think i ended up joining that team in uh february of 2021 okay um and um yeah, so I I kind of went through this, you know, and they were looking at my numbers and making yeah. sure I was, you know, mm-hmm. I mean it it was yeah, making sure I was legit and okay. uh and then they pulled me in and said, "Welcome aboard." Okay. Um relentless is the name, yeah. of the name right? Um so uh 
you so okay so you start then you you start doing some races with the team yeah wait so wait wait uh how are you faring on the individual races uh, i was doing life? good okay. yeah so the individual races like what i learned and why i was so interested in the races in on a team is mm-hmm. because the bigger races they were all in like zrl which is the zwift mm-hmm. race league yep and you had to be on a team yep so these these bigger events they were all being done or getting invited on through through being on a team mm-hmm. and i was like and I was doing off races here and there, and I was doing well. Like yeah. I was, you know, I would win some here and there, but mm-hmm. I wasn't, you know, I was top ten ish on a lot of them, sure. and and doing pretty good. But it, there was there was some, you know, there was something else. Like yeah. I was like, I wanna, I wanted, I wanted to even do more. Yeah. So that was kind of where I was at. I was just noticing that there was all these other races mm-hmm. that were that I was intrigued about, okay. and so that was. That was kind of the motivation for it. Okay. Um, so you joined Relentless after going through the qualifying period or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I joke with um, them because I I felt like they, they strung me along for a yeah. while. But uh, <laughs> I think it was mostly just to make sure I had, you know, that I had was fully transparent because my, my numbers were fairly large. And mm-hmm. so they, for my, my 20 minutes yeah. power and stuff were pretty good. So. Okay. So they wanted to make sure that I had a dual record that proved that I was really able to do that. That's that's fair. It's cat, cat A uh, racing. Yes, I would see putting a little bit more time into um, vetting the people who participate. Yeah. Um, you know, because that's it's obviously it's more serious, but I guess it is. Cat A, you're you know, I see people are taking that a little more serious than a cat D or C race kind of yeah. thing. Um, so you join the team. Did you immediately jump into... Uh, Zwift Racing League or um, yeah I think I did I don't know if they put me on the I mean I was I was on the roster let's okay. just say that so we have the team's got there's about 30 some of us mm-hmm. on Relentless and we've got we've got B B category all the way up to A plus category okay. racers on the team and I was somewhere in the middle to the upper end of it. So mm-hmm. when I think that year we had a B team that I, I was category, uh, my category was outside mm-hmm. of them. And I think we only had one A team. So okay. I was, I was an alternate for that, those races, I think that first year. Okay. Um, and I did get into some of them and the team time trial. Mm-hmm. I was, I was in on that right away. Yeah. Cause okay. my, my, I mean, that, that was, that's kind of my bread and butter. I yeah, mean, my power, my 20 minute power is strong. Yeah. Um, so I, I remember going into doing a team time trial practice right away, okay. like where we just kind of did a meetup and mm-hmm. did it and I was all over the place. I didn't yeah. know what I was doing. Like, it's just, this is so foreign right. to me. Yeah. And, uh, it was, it was exciting and it was mm-hmm. fun. It was hard. And, um, but it was it was a true team event mm-hmm. and that's, you know, that, that, that solidified why I, why I wanted to do what yeah. I was doing. Cause after I did, I was like, that was the coolest thing. Um, so for, for people listening, uh, right. With Zwift, you can do races, but you know, when you're, when we're racing, I'm at my home racing on my trainer and my setup, my computer, and you're another person's racing in their home. Um, so, were you, were you, were y'all using discord? Like yeah. how are you communicating? Yeah. Okay. We're doing through discord. So just to put it all in perspective. So we're 
all sign up for the t- same time slot, mm-hmm. a meetup or whatever, and we all are on Discord talking in real time with our headsets on or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, and then from there, the team time trial goes, it's either six or eight riders, mm-hmm. and we usually have a your a position, like one yeah. through six or one through eight. Yeah. And depending on how strong you are, with our team, we usually pull anywhere between 30 seconds up front to okay. a minute. Um, and um, based on your FTP, your functional threshold power, yeah. we can you can kind of calculate how harder you do your pull. Ooh, okay. And then once you pull, you you kind of drift off that the pace line, mm-hmm. and then you connect onto the back, and you try to recover while yeah. you're in the group. Yeah. While some the next person pulls, mm-hmm. and you just keep rotating through. Okay. Um, until you get to the end. <laughs> <laughs> um. So there's not so so you all just know like I need to do for like need to do like thirty second we, pull and then drop off. Uh yeah so um the yeah we usually count it down okay like we're all talking in real time so like say I go up front and I'm pulling mm-hmm. you know I'll maybe say at fifteen fifteen seconds okay. ten seconds okay. five I'm off okay and then okay. the next person pulls through. So you, you know, you try to time it. So you, yeah. your whole group's not losing speed and yeah. there's a lot of, and then dealing with the draft and mm-hmm. trying to stay on the person's wheel. And so there's a lot of, there's a lot of little nuances to it. It's, it's, it takes a, it takes some practice, but, yeah. um, um, but yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun because you're, you know, you're, you're talking to teammates yeah. that I, we have teammates all around the world and, okay. um, you know, it's just awesome that you can come together and, and you, we're all in our basements or a garage or a shed or wherever, a sunroom, <laughs> you um, know, living room. Where are your, together. Where, are your, where are your teammates, roughly? Do you know, like, where some of them are located? Uh, yeah, we're mostly East Coast, okay. but we've got some in Michigan. We have some mm-hmm. in Great Britain. We okay. have some in um, some overseas guys in okay. France and those sorts of things. And, okay. Um, but, yeah, we have... Uh, person in australia mm-hmm. one in japan um uh, if they're listening to this they're going to be upset that i'm not <laughs> naming all of them but yeah That's all right. so midwest yeah. a lot of, some midwest and the east coast mostly okay um but we got some guys a few guys so overseas yeah because yeah. okay, um, yep. we mostly race the the east coast time zone okay so. um so you're doing the race and and of course i know there's um uh, not the time trial, but the points races. Yeah. Right? Point race races. Um, and then there's the sprint sections and KOMs. Um, like, how do you all, without giving out any yeah. secrets, right? Like, is there, is there a strategy? Absolutely. To that, you know, kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we're in ZRL right now. The, the Zurich okay. Race League okay. started up. We're, we're on the, um, I think the third race coming up. Okay. Um, and yeah, we do our homework. So we look at the course, we look to see how it's laid out, and we look to see our personnel. Yeah. So if it's a flat sprinters course and doesn't have any any climbs or anything, mm-hmm. they're not gonna put me on that roster. Yeah. They shouldn't, because <laughs> I'm not okay. a sprinter. Okay. So so yeah, we put our we put our sprinters in there okay. and go that route. And if it's, you know, maybe a more rolling course, then mm-hmm. then I may get in there. Um, okay. and if it's time trial, I'm definitely in there. Okay. Um, so yeah, we just basically, um, look at who we have and decide. And then 
The other thing is, is there's there's uh, first over the line points, mm-hmm. and there's also fastest through the segment points. Yep. So someone like me, that even if it's a sprint sprinter stage, if I can get out on a break mm-hmm. out on a breakaway, yeah. I can get across that line and still get points for the team, even yep. though I'm not the fastest through the segment. Right. So it all comes down to how you want it to look. Mm-hmm. So I'm I love going out on the break. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, if that, if that fits for what our goals are. Yeah. Um, but that's the, that's the learning curve stuff with racing with a team is yeah. what do you go on a break? Who, mm-hmm. if you have a teammate out on the break, you don't want to pull them back in, you know, who goes yeah. on the break at what time, you know, when do you attack when you not attack? And some of it has to be fluid that yeah. we're talking as we're going. Cause mm-hmm. even on the points races, we're still on discord and, mm-hmm. and, and talking at, on real time too. So that was a steep learning curve for me. I just had no idea how to race with a team, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, it, yeah, have and to it's more important well for our team to do well than, than individually. Individual. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes you have to do whatever you got to do to, mm-hmm. to, to get them better, get them higher up on the podium. Um, how are you, what, what kind of headset are you using? Are you like just? Uh, I use a shocks. Okay. Uh, um, oh yeah, the open open calm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that the one with the with the mic? I think uh, it's called open calm or something like that. I I know that um, they're bone conductive. Yes, yes. yeah. It's I the bone those. conductive Bluetooth headset with the one that they make has a little mic okay. attached to it. It's got a oh, little oh, arm. Okay. I think it's called open calm. Okay. Um, and I had. This is my second one of them. Okay. My first one, um, I can't remember. It either couldn't take a charge, wouldn't take a charge anymore, or okay. one of the buttons got stuck or something. But they, rep- they it was under warranty, so okay. they sent me a awesome. new one. But uh, it's been awesome. Yeah. Like it's, it um, it was sweat wipes off it. It doesn't have anything open. It's all closed up. Not it's right. yeah, you know, yeah. it doesn't seem to. It doesn't have any foam or anything on there, and mm-hmm. I can hear things really, really well. And it's okay. been so. Yeah, I've I've really liked that as okay. a headset. Um, I used one of those bone conductive headsets. Yeah. Years ago, I think when they like they early came out. Um, and I haven't thought of trying to use them yet. I use my AirPods. Yeah. Um, which which you know fit in my ear just fine. I've only had one occasion where one kind of like slowly popped out like yeah. after a couple hours or something like that. Um, but yeah, that's, that's how I've been using it with the, with the discord with it. Yeah. The I think that's fairly popular mm-hmm. choice is the AirPods. Um, bone conductive. Okay. I may have to look into those and see if, uh, if that's a, a better sweat resistant. Yeah. Option sweat kind of resistant thing. option. Um, yeah. For it, me, the, anything that went in my ear, I, they wouldn't stay in really right for me. So I needed something that would, that I, that would stay on my head Mm -hmm. and can be sweaty and still, and still work. It's fine. Okay. So that seemed to be one I grabbed and it was working out. Okay. Um, did you, have you gotten all the route badges? Have you tried to get how many? I I actually just got the last one, not that long ago. My last one. Yeah, I've gotten all the routes. Um, This past year, I finished the PRL full, which is the one that, you know, the 110 miler in in, uh, London. Mm -hmm. Um, That was brutal. Just brutal. Yeah. And I had... uh, A few teammates pop in at different times and ride with me that made it a hundred times better, a hundred times more tolerable. But even when the last guy popped off, um, 
I still had like 10 miles to go or yeah. 15 miles to go. And those were the worst. <laughs> those are the hardest, <laughs> hardest ones ever. But the last one I had was one in France. It was a random, it was one of the longer ones in France. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It was like a 30 miler. Mm-hmm. Can't remember the name of it, but um, yeah, I knocked that off like a few weeks ago, actually. Okay. Because um, that, that wouldn't go up Ventop. No, it yet. doesn't yeah. go up Ventop. Okay. It's the one that go, heads that way yeah, and then goes, goes down the up. side. Okay. Um, it's like, uh, I can't remember. Yeah, I, I know there's a 30-mile route in France. Yeah, there's two um, of them. The one goes one direction. The other mm-hmm. one goes, they basically do the same roads. It's, it's um, direction, but it's yeah. whichever direction that they go. And okay. yeah, that was the last one I needed. Okay. And uh, yeah, I knocked it off. So I've okay. officially ridden until they come out with a new right, new, road. new road yeah right. <laughs> i've officially ridden all the routes on zwift okay nice and um, i just looked not that long ago i'm at uh just over twenty five thousand miles on zwift in three years yeah twenty five thousand. Four years and i'm almost to a million feet of elevation um climbing gain so oh my god that's okay. not so bad that's a little bit yeah 25,122 and 991,240 feet of elevation gain so i'm guessing you have the tron bike at this point now oh yeah i've had the tron bike for quite a while okay okay all right (laughs) i have Um, basically everything you can buy besides some of i mean you don't want to buy a bunch of bikes and stuff right right then you can't get to the ones you want to get to quickly drops yeah Um, yeah, because like the best setups, I think it's like you have to be like level forty to get the very best setup or something like that. Exactly. <laughs> so the disc wheels, the mm-hmm. DT Swiss wheels are forty five, I think, and that's okay. the one. Those are the fastest wheels. So okay. you got to be pretty high up to get those. Okay. Um, can you use the Tron bike in the A races? Yeah, you can. Okay. Yeah. There's okay. not a lot. I mean, now there's so many bikes on there mm-hmm. that there's not a whole lot of courses out there that mm-hmm. there's not a real bike setup mm-hmm. that's either slightly better or as good as the Tron bike. Okay. So you really don't you really don't need the Tron bike anymore. Okay. Like it used to be like the king. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. it, particularly on like a rolling or a climbing type stage, but now. There's with other the, setups. You oh, yeah. With setup. the weight, with how many wheels are available mm-hmm. and how many frames are available, you can you can set up. Like, I, I, I don't remember the last time I actually raced with the Tron bike, to oh, be okay. honest with you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, in the, <laughs> the For anyone listening, um, in Zwift, you can buy different... Re- they, they put real-world bikes in the game. Um, the Tron bike... Um, which is called the Zwift Z1 concept bike is the, the yeah name of it I believe so yeah um, it is called the Tron bike because it is reminiscent of the <laughs> light bikes from the movie Tron from whatever 1980 something yeah whatever, and then they Bridges. remade it yeah in, um, in the 2000 mm-hmm. or something um, and then the wheels can change color but it's just, it's a great it's a, the best looking bike in the game because you change the colors of the wheels yeah. they glow and that kind of thing it is a very um, beautiful looking bike uh, but you have to climb 164,000 feet of climbing yeah um, you have to do ev- the height of Everest what five times or it's ten times or something like that 
Oh, yeah. So you do the Everest challenge on mm-hmm. Zwift, but then you have to keep climbing, keep climbing. Yeah. And then it shows you climbing up into space. Yeah. And so you have to do that. I don't, I can't remember how many times you have to do the height of Everest, but it's up there. It's I mean, that's there. one that when you get on, you just, you go to that challenge right. and you just start just, right. pumping just, away just, at it <laughs> until you get it <laughs> because um, it is a, it's a solid bike. Yeah. Um, I will say one because I it's a Tron bike as well. Um, I felt less inclined to climb after once I had that because I yeah, was yeah you're was, like <laughs> why do I have to do this? <laughs> yeah. The one badge yeah the one badge I don't have is the masochist badge which is like you have to five climb times. is it five or twenty five times I think it's like twenty five times the Alp de Zwift yeah and I'm like I don't no yeah. I don't need that so I I I don't even know how many times I've climbed Alp de Zwift maybe. Okay. 10 times maybe okay i i doubt i'm in double digits okay. i doubt it so that one i'll just i'll just let it sit, i'll let that know? i'll let that i'll let that go <laughs> um that's a rough climb i mean it's, it's definitely one you can do it i'd say in an afternoon that's not the right way to say it but like you do it in under an hour you yeah can hour. you can do yeah. it under an hour yeah it's it's a the the route from from the start of the pen, you know, you could usually a lot of people figure an hour, mm-hmm. an hour and a half ish for average. But if you're racing it, you can get up there. You can get up there. Yeah, definitely less than an hour. Absolutely. Um, so what's your what's your setup like with with Zwift? You've got yeah you've got a bike on the the kicker. Yeah. Like, what do you have when you when you set up? Like, what do you have? Like, yeah, I got. Um, I'm just set up in my basement. It's mm-hmm. not like a fancy setup or anything, but I've got. Um, I've got a big box fan on my right, blowing okay. across my my legs and yeah. stuff. And on my left, I have a shelf, and that's where I have my. I run Zwift through a, a MacBook, okay, um, or, or Apple Air MacBook Air, and okay. Um, okay. and I have it HDMI cable to a TV. Okay, that's in front of me. Mm-hmm. Not a. It's I don't know. It's like a thirty-two inch. It's not a massive okay. TV, but. It's good enough for the being right in right, front of right me. Right, yeah. Um, and on that same shelf on my left is also where I have my my beverage, my water, my mm-hmm. morning coffee. You know, my mm-hmm. whatever I have for breakfast yeah. and that sort of thing is there. I have a, another fan, um, kind of straight ahead and to the left, larger fan that's blowing right at me, and then mm-hmm. I have another smaller fan to the right on the right side of the TV that blows over too. Okay. So I've got three, three fans, the TV, and I did put a little back lighting behind the TV. So that's a little, little something, something. Mm -hmm. And then I have tried to decorate the area. I have actually took a lot of my old running bibs Mm -hmm. and I made like, or my wife made a collage of, (laughs) uh, of all my running numbers from, um, not all of them, but, uh, most of my marathon run okay. marathon bibs nice. and some of my collegiate ones that I had and, uh, and made a collage there. And then I have some running trophy or riding awards and stuff that I've gotten for different things and okay. stuff. So I have a little memorabilia type thing there okay. and, um, and then, yeah. And then my hookup. Uh, how long did it take you to, to get that many fans on there? Did you get on the trainer? And and like immediately set up fans down there, or did you like how long yeah, before sweat, you sweat yeah. until you until you dump so much <laughs> sweat down, you realize you need them. Yeah. Um. I think I the actually the third fan I just got this year. Okay. I realized that 
so what was happening is the way I had my fans set up, it's kind of silly, but yeah. like in the summertime, I had one blowing across from the right and yeah. I had one blowing kind of catty corner from the left. Sure. And I realized mm-hmm. that my whole right arm and upper right body was just like dumping buckets. Like it was just like, it was a big sweat pool under my yeah. <laughs> right side, but not on my left side. Okay. It was crazy. So I was like, I just need us another movement of air coming yeah. across that right that okay. right arm yeah and i think i'll be good and so that's <laughs> so i bought thing. a little fan <laughs> just to blow across that right arm because yeah. my hand like the it sounds silly but you realize that once everything gets wet you, your 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 ability to hang on to the gr- grips and mm-hmm. stuff yeah. gets down mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and then you're you know you don't want to your your bike can only handle so much sweat and you gotta you know right. you gotta keep that dry as much as sure. possible so mm-hmm. I tried to do a diligent job of cleaning it up afterward and everything. So I felt like it, you know, I needed to kind of make sure I'm not sweating all over it too, too much. Um, Are you using the companion app as well? Yeah, I have the companion app hooked up to a cable that I keep on the, there's another smaller shelf right above where I have my computer and I have it sit there so I can grab it quickly and do whatever Uh, I need to do on it. Okay. Um, uh, Quad lock. Quadlock sells um, Quadlock sells a front mount that you can put your phone in. Oh um, yeah, uh, and I'll I'll show it when we get finished with this. Yeah. But um, uh, they sell all kinds of different iPhone and other Android phone cases. But mm-hmm. it looks just like a uh, your bike computer mount. Yeah, hooks onto your handlebars. You put your phone in the case and it locks into place oh, right yeah. there, just like your bike computer would. Yeah, I think I've um, seen those. And. Uh, that's been great because I think I just like, I had some like really bootleg thing just like strapped it down <laughs> with rubber bands on yeah. my, my stem and then found this and it's like, it's great because it, you know, it's, it's right in place, right where the bike computer would be. Yeah. Um, so mention that. To yeah. You as well. Yeah. I have my, I have to, I have my bike computer on there to dual record. Oh, okay. Okay. Ah, right. On the right. handlebar too. Okay. And I also have a, um, it's called a command, commander. Okay. It's actually a button that I can Bluetooth to the computer okay. so I can launch my power-ups from a button on my handlebars. Ooh. So rather than reaching over and hitting space bar right. or yeah, whatever, yeah. Yeah. I can yeah. literally keep my hands on the handlebars and just and launch your power. hit it with my thumb nice. or whatever. Okay. <laughs> nice. Um, so that's been, that's been a slight pro tip. Yeah. Anyone listening? <laughs> <laughs> this, this that's button. been a bit of a game changer yeah. in, a, in a hard fast sprint but what i've learned is that um if i bluetooth too many things together i've had some dropouts so i had to go to antenna plus from some of my some of my um hookups between my trainer and my laptop okay so i need to figure out a way to still bluetooth that with the antenna plus or the other one i'll figure it out I don't know if that's possible. <laughs> I think you've got too many Bluetooth connections in there. Um, I mean, your your MacBook is going to be great with the Bluetooth connections as opposed to a PC. Yeah, um, I think it. I think maybe I just overreacted in the one time I had a dropout in yeah. the race. I was like, I'm done with this. <laughs> like, I'm done with Bluetooth. And I and I abandoned yeah. it. But I realized that that shouldn't have been an yeah. issue. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, yeah, the those those they make all these sort of like aftermarket um, buttons and stuff yeah. that you can have that you can that you can I did not know that. Um, 
hook uh, up to your, and it's basically an extension of a keyboard. Yeah, but it's a yeah, single it's, button. Yeah, it's, 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 I mean, there's actually two buttons on it. One, if you hit it, you can change your camera angle. Okay. And the other one, you hit it, is yeah. the power up, which is okay. the only thing we got it for. Okay. Um, the the kicker bike I have has one of the buttons. Oh yeah, it does the is yep. automatically does power. But then. Um, one of the buttons does a power up, and I'm gonna, and I don't know which one. It, one of them does a U turn, which is like not great. Yep, you don't um, want that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've had that happen. I was doing, oh man, I doing the mega pre- I was doing a route, and hit the button, thinking I was hitting oh, my power no. up, and did a U turn. But then I did another U turn immediately after, and still got credit for the badge. Oh, so no like, way. it was just like. It was somewhere near like the base of the Alpha's Whip, and I did yeah. a U turn, and then did another U turn, and it still worked out. Wow! Don't know, don't care. Um, <sighs> Sweating bullets on yeah, that one. I'm not doing that again. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> that would have um, been devastating. Um, either way, I had a friend who just did the PRL full um, on Saturday. Yeah. Um, she started 6:30 a.m. and I started riding with her and her meetup, and I had a 9 a.m. ride, so I rode with her for like an hour. Maybe actually, I rode with her for two hours. Awesome. To about eight thirty, and that's when I dropped off. But she finished. She finished the PRL full. You know, it hours is, later. It is a amazing accomplishment yeah. for anyone to finish that sucker. And um, any help yeah. is is really really yeah. good to give. Um, the PRL full um, is a, um, a Zwift attempt to recreate the Prudential Ride of London. Um, in the game but it's just it's an 11 mile lap which includes a climb up a box box hill and you just keep doing this lap like 11 or 12 times, yeah. whatever and that, to and that climb miles. is fairly significant yeah like it's not an easy it's not a short climb no no and so it's it's a long yeah it's a yeah. slug um that's that was that was obviously by far my longest ride ever on zwift yeah and um yeah, it was my second longest ride I've ever ridden in my life, even oh, outside. Yeah. yeah. Really? Okay. Yeah. Um, so, that, so you got the Century jersey as, as well. That was your first time getting that. As no, well. I had I had the Century okay, jersey okay. before. I mean, I've ridden. Yeah, I've ridden over 100 miles, but that was what the PR was like 110 or 111. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I was not going that far <laughs> on a Century ride. But no, I I had I would say I've done less than a handful of century rides on okay. Swift, I think. Okay. Um, probably right around there, about five or so. Okay. Yeah. And those were like, I was I mean, it was voluntary, but like, do you just like, I'm just going to do a hundred or did, like, uh, it just the, a couple, happened. Yeah. A couple of them just kind of happened. Okay. And other ones I was like, I was more focused on the time on the bike okay. and less of the distance. Like I was like, okay, I want to, I want to get, you know, four, four I want to at least get yeah. four hours mm-hmm. or something. And ended up getting into a group that's going pretty quick or mm-hmm. it was a flat route or, and then you end up knocking it out. A couple of them were, you know, I did a group, a longer group ride and I just felt good afterward. Yeah. And it's like, okay, mm-hmm. I'll just hang, hang on here and just punch it out and mm-hmm. do it. Um, but yeah, some of them were intentional. Some of them were not. Okay. Um, uh, what do you, what are you, you're still using the same fueling? You're still using the, uh, uh, the, the the beta fuel and fig bars and everything. Yeah, the beta fuel I don't. I only use that when I'm doing out. Well, that's a, on the indoor rides. I don't do the beta fuel usually. I'm not mm-hmm. sure why. Okay. I mean, beta fuel I don't usually go to unless I'm gonna do like almost three. Unless I know I'm gonna do like three hours or more. Okay. Like it's 
it's just, it's so thick yeah. and it's pretty dense. Um, yeah. so, but mostly indoors I have, um, obviously water. I usually have just Gatorade as mm-hmm. my, as my fuel, but I, ahead of a longer ride on Zwift, I'll, I'll literally sit down and calc, you know, count up how many bottles I need and how okay. many bars and, you know, sandwich, whatever, and set it all up. But most of the stuff I'm doing on a day-to-day basis is pretty short. Okay. So I don't have, I maybe have one emergency piece of food there okay. if I needed, but otherwise it's just a bottle of water, okay. you know, and that's about it. Um, okay. You know, most of the races we do are, almost all of them are inside of an hour. Okay. Most of them are around that 45 minute ish okay. thing. So if you're racing hard, you don't really need to take on a whole lot of, a whole lot of fuel or anything in that amount of time okay. for what we're doing. Now, um, uh, clearly I can talk about Zwift forever. Yeah. Um, but, um, <laughs> and we, we're going to get back to this, so not yeah. to, to get away from it, but, um, do you feel your, need for speed is satisfied with the Zwift racing or, or cause you've done some outdoor racing, right? Yeah. A few of those. Do you feel it's like the indoor racing? you like, it does what you need to do. Is it racing everywhere? Like, yeah. Do, tell me about your outdoor racing. And then we'll, yeah. We'll so I, so outdoor racing, um, I've done a handful of, of races that like I did not that long ago. I did a gravel race. Mm-hmm. Um, up in Maryland and, um, lots of climbing. Um, it was called the Gonzo torture race of all things. The name is absolutely fitting. Um, and I did it with a team, a Zwift teammate, um, Chris Brewitt. And, um, and it was, it was rough. I mean, it was really, really hard. And, um, but, uh, it, it was extremely rewarding Mm because, you know, you're just battling out there. And then I did another one that was more like, um, it was another one in Maryland where it had, I think it was like four or five segments that they time you in Mm -hmm. and they take your total time and that's how you place. So it's not an overall time. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I did, uh, agony in the Alleghenies was another one. It's Mm -hmm. not, wasn't, it wasn't, um, set up. It wasn't like advertise as a race but there was an overall winner and okay. there was a se- single segment climb winner as okay. well okay. and um and that one was awesome okay. so out of all of those i like that one the most yeah. <laughs> yeah the the gravel the gravel race i felt like i didn't have the right setup my gravel bike i have a specialized diverge okay and my tires i have 42s on it okay. so they're pretty wide yeah, yeah. and it's a fairly heavy it's a fairly heavy bike mm-hmm. um and that that gravel race had about 60 percent that was still road okay and some really punchy climbs yeah um short punchy climbs and like i talked about before outside mm-hmm. on some of these climbs and keeping in the draft on a gravel bike with these road guys on roads it was just i kind of fell off the okay. lead pack fairly early but um I didn't do, I did pretty good overall. Not, not, not so bad. And my mm-hmm. numbers I was putting out, I was super happy with. Okay. And then the race that I did with the segments, mm-hmm. I, I just went into it. Like I was the guy that led everybody into the segment and yeah. then ended up being on the back cause they oh, yeah. all sprinted back past me. And yeah. so I ended up getting the, you know, one of the slower times through each segment, but I, cause I was more like focused on doing the whole ride and not yeah. really the segments, no, themselves. the segments themselves. So, yeah. um, 
So I didn't, in, in between the segments, no one was, it was just like this leisurely stroll. And I was like, that's not really, that's not <laughs> really not my jam, you know? Yeah. So I do like, I think going forward, I do like, um, the longer, the bigger rides. Mm-hmm. Um, if they had them as races, then that that's cool too. Um, I did do an individual time trial on my road bike out okay. in, um, in, uh, Chesapeake. Okay. Um, and uh, this just this past year, okay. and I loved it. Yeah. Like it was that was my jam. Yeah. But I didn't have a TT bike. Okay. It was just a just my regular bike, and I I rocked it. So yeah. it was, I mean, it was right up my alley. Okay. But I, I realized being in the you know crouched, you know, leaning over your handlebars down mm-hmm. in that aero position. Yeah. It's pretty tough to to generate yeah. the mm-hmm. power numbers that you would not on the indoors, right? Cuz you can stand up, you can kind of yeah. you can mm-hmm. kind of get position the way you want it. Um but when you're crunched over your handlebars, it's mm-hmm. a little bit harder to do. So I could see myself doing more of that. Okay. Um doing the individual time trial type stuff. Mm-hmm. Um and I'll probably end up doing more of those those longer rides, but I don't you know, the, the other stuff, I'm not so sure. Okay. Okay. Um, so you just like, just, just putting, you're just putting the Watts down. If you're doing the time trial, yeah, just, just cranking, just yeah. cranking Watts. Okay. Um, Powering small countries. <laughs> <laughs> um, how, how big was the field for the time trial? How, say that again. How big was the field? Like how many other people? Um, there was a decent amount, but they were all categories. Okay. You know, it was a USA cycling sanctioned mm-hmm. yep. um, individual time trial. So I was in the non TT bike, non aero helmet bike okay. time mm-hmm. trial category. So it was yeah. like all the people that show up with the road Whatever bike. Whatever they had, yeah. <laughs> and um, the one I show up and the one, one other guy uh, shows up from the Richmond area. Now I can't remember his name. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, as soon as I saw him, I was like, "Well, I'm 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 vying for second. Yeah. And he shows up without his TT bike, so he's in my same division, and yeah. he's a he's just a strong really rider. good, real real strong rider. Okay. And um, he ru- he rides for Kelly Tires or whatever the green kits that you might see around. Um, um, but yeah, he uh, he destroyed it. Like he yeah. was beating most of the categorized people okay. on the. Uh, on their TT bikes, like he just destroyed it. But I came in second behind him. And my goal was to average, I tried to, I had two goals. One was to get over 400 watts, average over 400 watts. And the other one was to average 25 miles per hour. I was 24 seven and I was 370 some watts. So I learned that being over my bike in that position, I is a little harder to, to okay, hit those hit hit over four hundred. Um, but the speed I was able to do well. So okay. it was a it was it was on the um, Dismal Swamp Trail. Okay. It's just really, Very really good. flat. But there's a gradual kind of uphill going out. There's there's gradual hills both directions. Okay. So it goes down, then it kinda of goes up and then you turn around and it does the same. And there was a wind too. So um with the conditions the way they were, I was I was super happy to be almost to twenty five, which would okay. have been really cool. What was the distance? Uh, it was it took me fifty some minutes, like 40, 40 some miles, I think forty okay. ish miles. Is that right? Yeah. Is that right? Do some do some math. Yeah, it was like twenty four miles an hour. Yeah, I was twenty four seven. 
And so it took it, me 50, yeah, 50 some minutes or 50 minutes or something like that. Why do I say that? I like, can't remember. Why do I feel like it's less than, it's less than that time. That's less yeah, than that distance. So it's got to be 20 something miles. Yeah. Okay. That's probably right. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yep. 20, 20, 20 something. 20 yep. Okay. Um, 20 something miles. Okay. All right. Um, uh, and that's your time trial. Yeah. Um, you think you would do some more of those? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, yeah, that's kind of what, mm-hmm. where I, where I excel. So, you know, mm-hmm. if I, if I got myself a time trial bike, maybe <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Yeah. We could dabbling on looking at that mm-hmm. and, you know, we'll see. Um, bikes are expensive. Uh, how does the, the, how does your wife, wife? Yeah. Uh, how does she feel about you like doing the Zwift, like Zwift racing, like early in the morning kind of thing? Well, a, a few times she's, she, I've come upstairs and she's like, I, I thought I needed to call the ambulance because I thought you were dying in the basement, <laughs> which is not, which is, I think the same that most of the, the significant others on our teammates yeah. have all said that same thing. Yeah. Um, no, I, I think, uh, you know, I, I've been doing this for quite a while and, okay. you know, she realizes that that's kind of my outlet for okay. athletics and, you know, I've been, I've been in something my whole life, you mm-hmm. know, I've, I played basketball, I ran cross country, I, you know, ran collegiately and then I, then I did marathons and Mm -hmm. then I moved to cycling and there's always something, always something. And Zwift is nice because you could do it year round and you can, you know, you're, you're, you know, COVID comes through. I didn't miss a beat on Zwift, you know, it's the same, you just, you just do it. And, um, yeah, I feel like it's excellent for families, mm-hmm. you know, because I can do my workout. I get done with my workout, and half the time, the fam, you know, m- my wife and son are not even out of bed that. yet. <laughs> yeah, so, and I've already gotten in a good workout, so awesome. it works out. So they're not going to complain. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Yeah, I was. I was just curious how that how that would yeah. go with you know. Uh, but yeah, the agony that comes out from the yeah. basement when I'm, when I'm at the end of a race sometimes can be pretty, pretty dramatic. Um, uh, we talked about your snacks. Uh, you use Strava. Yeah. Right. Um, did you immediately start using Strava when you started riding? Like when, did when you I started it? riding? Yeah. Okay. So I was a Garmin. I, when I ran, I was, everything was, was Garmin. Garmin. Okay. Yeah. Garmin connect. And mm-hmm. I was tracking everything through Garmin and okay. then. Then I moved to Strava. Yeah, it was probably right around when I started riding again. Okay. And um, yeah, I, I, I like Strava. I feel mm-hmm. like I feel like some of the segments are a little dangerous, you know, to have that dangling out there and going okay. through a town where there's oh, yeah. intersections yeah, and stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, for for cyclists. Mm-hmm. But uh, um, but it you know what it does the mm-hmm. I like Strava for its mapping function functionality. Ooh, yeah. mm-hmm. I yeah. use that quite a bit. Yeah. Um, I map a lot of my long rides through there, okay, and uh, yeah. yeah, and use its suggestions. And even you know when I go up to Pennsylvania, where I'm from, yeah. I'll use it to help map some stuff up there. And yeah, so I love it for that. Yeah. Um, oh, popularity routing. The, that's that is what that yeah here, which shows yep. the, um, the heat maps heat and maps, stuff yeah. absolutely mm-hmm. um yeah it's, it's super bit. helpful yeah um strava 
do you take your bike with you on your non-cycling vacations? Yeah, so I I when we when I go to Pennsylvania, I always take my gravel bike. Okay. Um, in Western Pennsylvania, where I grew up, even if the road even on a map, it says it's paved. Yeah, it, don't trust it. It may not be paved. <laughs> or it may be some used to be paved. Yeah. <laughs> so you don't know what terrain you're going to get into. Okay. So so I always take, doesn't matter, December, January, whatever, yeah. up there, I'll, I'll take, take it. the gravel bike. And yeah. if it if the weather's conducive for it, I'll, I'll ride on the gravel bike. Okay. Um, but my road bike, I, I, don't, I don't take it. I usually don't take it too many places. Mm-hmm. Um, Obviously, if it's a bigger trip than that, I don't take my bike okay. where I need to go. I, I still run, so okay. Okay. if I go, you know, if I go anywhere, I'll I'll run, okay. and uh, you know, I'll just take a break from the bike. Okay, okay. Um, earliest memory of riding a bike? Oh man, uh, like child, like way yeah. back in yeah. childhood. Yeah. Way back in childhood. Yeah. yeah. What, what's what's so? Recall? I do mm-hmm. recall. Growing up, whenever I lived on a very, you know, rural street, mm-hmm. you know, it was just, just like in the woods all around or whatever. And there was, there was two, my neighbor, I hung out with my neighbor, Joe Law, um, mm-hmm. and we rode bikes in front of the house and we could only go between Mark. There was Mark Oaks who lived down here yeah. and Mark, Mark Deccan, I think was his name on the other side. So okay. I remember my parents saying, you have to stay between Mark, Mark and Marks, Mark and Mark. <laughs> and so I can only go from one driveway to the other drive, and that was the span of yeah. the road that I can ride my bike back and forth between. Yeah. And that was that was probably the earliest that I that I remember. I remember my dad teaching me how to ride a bike, yeah, and he okay. would just like, like put it. He would. It, I had two older brothers. We're all the same. He just put us on the bike, and we have a hill in our front yard, and he would just like basically just push us down the hill yeah. and we'd ride as far as we could. And then we'd wreck and we'd get back on the bike, <laughs> walk it back up to the top yeah. and you'd do it again until we're like, until we figured it out. Yeah. And we'd go yeah. a little bit further. Each time we go a little bit further. It was so, it was, it was so interesting way of, <laughs> of, of learning how to ride a bike. But that was how, that was how it was on a grass hill. Yeah. Low you, center of gravity. So I guess you felt like if you rolled off, you're, probably gonna be okay <laughs> yeah uh at least it's on grass yeah know? it's grass um so that is another question who taught you how to ride a bike it's your dad yeah my dad um uh what's something so um because you went from running into the cycling um you know getting the bike from your neighbor uh, which you then bought what's something um that uh you would have wanted to tell yourself as you go back in time and like talk to yourself about some, like what's something outside of winning lottery numbers and like what would you share with yourself about the biking like if you uh, could when you, yeah. when you first get in that bike like what's something what yeah i would say that a good pair of cycling shorts is worth its <laughs> weight in gold man spend the money yeah. on a good pair yeah. of cycling bibs okay as you go through different lots of different yeah of bibs, yeah i went through a lot of garbage yeah. you know because you 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 yeah you find these deals you're like oh it seems like a great deal well it's a great deal because it's not that good you're paying for what you get so that you know finally finding a good pair you're just like man this is this is legit this is the way it is and um yeah that was that was a big thing and then after that 
just telling myself you're going to spend a lot of money. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Get used to it now because everything costs so much money. Right. Yeah. And then you spend some more money on the same stuff. I know. Exactly. Um, I I learned that too after bike commuting mm -hmm. and realizing that I needed, you know, I was buying gear for year round riding. I was doing that a little bit with that tri group because we, on the off season of marathon running, Mm -hmm. we'd finish a marathon and we'd still ride through the winter to the next training. We'd try to ride year round. So I accumulated, you know, some cold weather gear early, early, early on. And, um, you know, that's one thing beautiful about Richmond, you know, you can ride year round and it's fine. Yeah. It doesn't get, it doesn't, I mean, it doesn't say, you know, the temperature doesn't stay that right, bad. doesn't stay terrible forever. That's right. Yeah, that's true. Um, uh, when did you start commuting to, to work? Uh, yeah, it was um, in 2018 also. Okay. Before I, just before I jumped on to Zwift. Okay. I think was, was there when I was that was this like let me just give this a whirl and just try the commuting out to work like yeah. So, oh my gosh, what what was the driving factor yeah. for commuting? I'm not gonna um, fill up the gas tank. I'm just gonna. <laughs> well, I in. know. So my wife and I both worked well, at the time. Both worked at VCU Medical Center, okay. and that was about right around six miles, almost exactly six miles from the house. Mm-hmm. And we both had a parking pass to the parking deck that's connected to the hospital, which happens to be the most expensive parking lot there. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so we're both paying, we both have a pass. And I think it came down to every year, well, maybe even less than that, every six months we were getting emails saying that, hey, your your parking is rate is going up. And I think after a while we were like, when we actually looked at how much money we were shelling out for two passes, we're like, why don't I just ride my bike to work? Yeah. And I think there was something like that. It was just off the cuff or just yeah. like, maybe I should just ride my bike. Yeah. And, and so then I had to think of logistics. Like mm-hmm. that's all it really was is just yeah. figuring out, okay, if I did that, where would I, where would I put my bike? Mm-hmm. Is there, do I need to go to a, sh- do I need a shower facility if I get there? If yeah. it's hot, do I need, what gear do I need there? Mm-hmm. What? And once I figured that out, I was like, man, it is so nice because yeah. it's a, it clears your mind. It's mm-hmm. actually when my if my wife left at a house and I left at the same time, we almost get there the exact same time because yeah. me going straight to the back of where my office is yeah. and locking my and going right up versus my wife driving, ne- negotiating yeah. traffic, right. going to the deck, walking yeah. up from the deck yeah. all the way to then. It's almost the exact same amount of time because I can go straight, straight to, there, right, straight to where you have to go. Um, so. And at the end of the day, it's so nice to just go outside and have that, that little escape, mm-hmm. you know, that 25 minutes of just, you know, and w- with the pandemic, I think more and more people got used to bikes being on the road. I'm sure yeah. you've mm-hmm. noticed that Trey. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, and I get way more, when I first started, I, yeah. you got those every so often you got a crowder that would beep yeah. at you or whatever. It is very, very, very infrequent. Yeah. I can't remember the last time I had someone beep at me. Yeah. I can't, I, you know, it's, yeah, it's just really, it's, it's really nice to feel okay. that and see that. So I, so yeah, I don't think I'll, I'll go back. Okay. Um, that's nice. I, I work from home, so I don't have to come yeah, anywhere. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Uh, which is great. Um, but yeah. I did, 
when I joined my company, um, I lived in Church Hill. And so I thought about that. I'm like, okay, I, I know I can ride the distance. Yeah. Can I commute to work? And we had a shower. And so I started plotting that out. And then the pandemic happened because it was like June of 2019. No, I'm sorry, November of 2019, I joined the company. And then uh, March pandemic. Yeah. You know, so I worked from home. No yeah. commute at all. Um, 10 foot commute um, kind of thing. <laughs> Um, uh, so, uh, cause you are, um, quite uh, well-versed with Zwift, um, or well-versed with Zwift rather. Um, what's, what would you want to tell people about Zwift? What's something, if someone's like, yeah, maybe I, I want to try this indoor thing. Like what's something you'd want to tell somebody about Zwift? Yeah. I, the, the beautiful thing about Zwift is that there are so many different things you can do on there, mm -hmm. right? You can just go on there and just ride yeah. you can just pick a random route and just ride mm -hmm. and you can chat with people mm -hmm. like one thing that blew my mind is that you you can pick a ride any ability level mm -hmm. and you get in there and you're talking about you know whatever with mm -hmm. people all over the world yeah and i remember i remember chatting to these guys about you know in australia what's going on there mm -hmm. chatting to guys in europe and yeah what's going on there. And mm -hmm. it's just like, it brings the world together. Yeah. And then if you want to work out, you can do the workouts. Yep. If you want to, it's just, it has something for whatever you're looking to do. Okay. Like if I get up and I'm like, I want to ride easy. Yeah. I can ride easy. I want a hammer. I can choose whatever, whatever you want to do. So yeah. I feel like if you have the setup or have some sort of setup that you can get started on it, you can get a workout. Yeah. And, you know, and you can get your heart rate up and, and you can be fit and you okay. can, you can do it okay. any time of the day. Yeah. Uh, lots of variety on Zwift. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And you definitely, if you want to cross yourself, you can, or you can just easy pedal for yeah. a couple miles. I mean, it's a, we, you know, we do all this stuff. We do this racing on this team. In mm -hmm. the end it is, you know, it's a video game and we realize that, you know? Mm -hmm. And so you're on this video game, but you're getting fit and you're healthy Yeah. and you're getting motivated and you try to get better. Yeah. And it's just an avenue to do that. Mm -hmm. And there's just so many, they've expanded and are doing what they're doing. And there's something for everyone yeah. on there, everyone mm -hmm. to the elite, elite, you know, USA cycling guys, the premier league. Yeah. These guys are legit, yeah. unbelievable um, with what they do all the way down to, you know, people that are, just trying to rehab yeah. or, or mm -hmm. just get, just move around a little bit of movement or whatever. There's some for everybody. Yeah. It's awesome. Um, and I know a few people who that, that have um, used Zwift as a re recovery tool. Like yeah. you know, they can't go outside and ride, but they can on Zwift because you That's don't right. need your, your hand, you know, to, to do that on there. Um, but, uh, but yeah, thank you for, for sharing that. Um, Cause you know, I want to get more people riding on Zwift. Yeah, um, <laughs> absolutely. Um, yeah. Um, is there anything you'd want to share to someone who's just thinking about getting into cycling period? Um, I, I liked, so with, with my background in running and that yeah. sort of thing, I realized, you know, uh, you know, through the years I running it, you know, for me, it, it kind of beat me up over the years, mm -hmm. you know, and I realized that getting into cycling and doing cycling the low impact or no very minimal impact that it has it 
is super beneficial yeah. and you can still get your heart rate up really, really well. Yeah, yeah. Um, and get an unbelievable workout when you finish and you see the pool of sweat underneath <laughs> you, you're like, yeah, I did something today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and then, you know, riding outside, just like, just like we talked earlier, mm-hmm. the meeting, meeting people mm-hmm. and, um, and going places and doing rides and, you know, there's rides all over the place. So I just yeah. feel like, um, it is a very inclusive type, um, um, sport that mm-hmm. you can find something out there that kind of fits what you're looking for yeah. or, or someone that is in the same similar right. ability Try level. The same kind of riding. Yeah. So I, I, you don't have to have a membership or anything. Mm-hmm. You just need, you need a bike, you know, that's a little bit more than a pair of shoes, which what it used mm-hmm. to be for running, True. but for longevity, you know, biking is a little easier to do. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, um, yeah. I mean, I, I credit cycling for helping me recover from my Achilles issues. Yeah. Now mm-hmm. that I, I mean, it was so bad. I could hardly walk. Yeah. I, I had a, I had a constant limp okay. and, um, probably should have had surgery, but I was like, I'm, I'm not doing that. Cause I, cause I knew I, I liked biking and yeah. that was kind of the, the gateway. Yeah. And so when I went into cycling, I, I, I gave up running for a long time. Yeah. And, um, things got better and better. And I started running again. I was like, I'm not, I'm not so bad. Yeah. So now instead of biking being my cross train for running, now the running is a cross train for biking. So I kind of just flipped gears and this is more sustainable for me. Well, good. Yeah. Cause we don't want any more Achilles injuries. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And my, I think my, you know, my, my body, my, has changed over to more of a cycling type. Mm-hmm. My, the strength that my quads and that sort of thing have grown and my kit or my yeah. calves have shrunk a little bit. Yeah. So those muscle groups are all building up with the other ones are kind of going down a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause it's interesting to, to, to see as your body changes from like being riding and, and being comfortable leaned over and like yeah because it doesn't look like it should be comfortable for hours but then you adjust and like that's fine i can lean over. oh yeah my my flexibility on the bike has changed Mm -hmm. quite a bit from when i started yeah um almost to the point i i every so often i think about i should probably get another fitting because i (laughs) i probably could be have a little bit more of aggressive um stance on the bike and Mm -hmm. probably be a little more aerodynamic but yeah you gain a couple more. Yeah, you gain a little bit. <laughs> I'll just lean over a little yeah. more. Um, uh, what's the power meter on your bike? No. I have the Favaro uh, the Asimo. Asimo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I love them. Yeah. I've had those for probably a little over a year now, a year okay. and a half, maybe. Okay. Well, maybe maybe about a year. Okay. Amazing. Yeah, I, those are great. That's where I learned mostly about my right-left mismatch, mm-hmm. my balance, where my left leg is a bit stronger. So okay. I I also see a massage therapist every uh, monthly. Mm-hmm. And um, when I told her about about the power meter, the right-left balance, she's like, and I said, yeah, I'm a, I'm a little heavier on my left leg. Yeah. And she's like, I could have told you that on day one. <laughs> she's like, your left leg is a powerhouse yeah. compared to your right. It's like, why did it, how does that happen? Yeah. But anyway, yeah, it's, uh, it, that was kind of nice to see, but the, the accuracy of that, of that power meter is just fantastic. Oh yeah. yeah. No, it's, it is great. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've also used, I haven't used the stage, but I use the Garmin 
the Garmin Vector 3, and I know the battery issues you talked about. Yeah. Mine replaced. I actually have a pair in the box because they don't want to use them. And so I have the Asiamo, Asiamo Favaro yeah, Duo. Yeah, I think whatever. that's what it, yeah. Um, which are great. Um, yeah, they're good. Uh, well, uh, Travis, I uh, I want to thank you for, for sharing your, your story, man. Uh, and, of course, uh I you know I want to talk about Zwift all the time. Yeah. So I'm glad somebody else is like well versed and can like talk about Zwift. Yeah. Um, so that was great. Um, and and you know your your conversion from uh, marathon running to to uh, to to riding. Uh, so I appreciate you you sharing your story, man. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me. Awesome. Awesome.